Hi everyone and welcome to the ODA Holiday Podcast. If you're driving home in your car, if you're sitting down to a nice meal, or curled up by your fireplace, or looking for some Christmas spirit, this is for you. I don't have a fireplace, by the way. I just put on YouTube and full screen it in my living room for the ambience. I'm Ryan McGregor. Rebecca and Blue. Rebecca, I'm going to ask you a very important question. Okay. What do you hate about Christmas? One, stuffing. I don't understand it. I don't like mushy bread. No, thank you. Two, traffic. I mean, I'm not experiencing a lot of that right now because I'm ordering a lot of stuff from local artists. Typically, when I go shopping, there's always traffic in like the parking lot and the streets adjacent to like the mall and stuff. And it just, I hate it. And three things. Just the overall capitalism of the holiday. Like, I love Christmas. Love it. Give me that snow. Give me that tree. Give me that jingle jangle holiday music. I don't like that people are ads galore. Look at all of this shiny shit that you can buy. Mm -hmm. No, just give me a Hallmark movie. Thank you very much. We're definitely going to get to the Hallmark movie. I thought you were over here being a Krampus supporter and you were going to be the cultural antithesis to Christmas. No. I hate when you don't have it off work and you have to work Christmas. Yes. The amount of work that goes into one day. Yeah. I've never worked the day, like the 25th, but I've always had to work the 24th. I don't love that either. Like, I know it's not actually a holiday, but it's like, it's Christmas Eve. I don't want to be working my nine to five. <laughs> I want to be like jingle jangling them Christmas bells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rebecca, I just find it so difficult sometimes to pick the right gifts. The pressure gets to me. I also, I'm going to be honest, I hate wrapping them. I try to consider what they like or anticipate it, but I struggle to decide how should I go about this? I think you have the right idea. Uh, definitely think about what they like and then for me, I try to figure out what is practical for them. Because as I said, I don't like just buying stuff because it's advertised. I don't, I don't love clutter. And you mentioned this in our last podcast. I think that you're, you live a pretty minimalistic lifestyle. And so I don't want to just clutter people's houses up with stuff. What is useful for that person? What could help them in their next year? In terms of wrapping, I, mm, I love me a good crisp edge of a wrapping paper. I love it. <laughs> pet peeve is glitter wrapping paper because that gets everywhere. Other pet peeve is just overall laminated wrapping paper because did you know that is not recyclable? That is just trash in our landfills. No way. No. Yeah. This year I'm actually using brown craft paper to wrap all my presents because that is 100% recyclable and biodegradable. Wow. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't know. I don't mean to shame anyone. Like, I love wrapping paper. It's so sparkly and, and glittery and shiny. Like, if that's what you're going to do, guys, do it up. But in terms of anyone that is feeling environmentally conscientious, definitely consider finding some sustainable wrapping paper sources. I guess I was naive because every year that my parents gave us gifts and we would unwrap them, I would watch them put the wrapping paper in a black garbage bag. That is so true. That is like the quintessential parent thing is to just shove every single piece of wrapping paper into a bag. I thought it was just to like reduce the clutter that was on the ground. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Have you ever done this naughty thing? Have you ever re-gifted a gift? Yes. <laughs>
It's not that I didn't like the gift. I just realized that I had another Christmas party or something to go to. What is that game called? White elephants steal the gift, trade and what? I don't know what it's called. But anyway, you have the gifts, people open it, and then they try to steal it from you. Yes. Yeah, you know that game. And so I've definitely re-gifted gifts that I've received from other people because I'm like, shoot heck, I need a gift for that darn ass game. It's like a hot chocolate set. Like it was a mug and hot chocolate. I have too many mugs. I come from a family of tea drinkers. I didn't need my 30th mug. I'm not upset. I'm sure the person that gave it to me isn't upset either. And someone else got to enjoy hot chocolate in a mug. It's fine. Right. I find my father to be difficult to purchase for. Do you have advice for me? <laughs> do you do you find that buying for your father figure is hard or the male in your life? I ended up buying my dad a dash cam. I don't usually spend that kind of money on my dad for some reason. I usually reserve that for my mom. I, I don't know why. Ooh, okay. You don't have to buy me anything and, oh, don't make a fuss out of it. And that's that's my dad. So I try not to. Sometimes I just give him gift cards. I think he'll be happy if I just gave him socks, to be honest. This year, I thought, you get yourself a dash cam. Uh, first of all, great choice. Second of all, my dad literally told me this year, he's like, if you're looking for an inexpensive gift for me, please get me a pair of socks. Like the Dr. Scholl's ones. Oh, nice. Not like constricting on the leg. It's specially made for diabetics to allow that blood flow, that circulation. So he told me to get him some packs of those, <laughs> which I totally will. And then I'm also going to get some for myself because those are hella comfortable socks. They're real nice. I think I want to glean back to when you said you don't spend that money on your dad. You spend it on your mom usually. I don't know if anyone else has that, but I 100% have that in my family. I worry so much about what my mom is going to get. And my dad does that too. That mom, Charlene Bloom, ends up with this stack of presents. And then dad and I are like, oh, <laughs> we have five for her 10. Like, what happened? <laughs> Moral of the story is show your dad some love this year. <laughs> He's special too. <laughs> yes. I have a tip for everybody. This year, I purchased my advent calendar a week into December because it was half the price and I got to eat all the chocolates on the days that I missed all at once. Win-win. That's genius. Jeff and I purchased our advent calendar the day before December started. He's a stinker, though, because sometimes like, we'll try to call each other every night and then eat the chocolate together because right now he's still in school, but he's coming back home. Anyway, I digress. Sometimes he just eats it before me. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> this brings me to a very important point about traditions. I feel like eating an advent calendar, buying one, that whole thing is a very important tradition. Mm -hmm. But what are some traditions that you have or have you been forming any new traditions? Tree is always up at least at the beginning of December. I try with all my heart to wait, not put it up in November. I did not, I was not successful this year. It did go up at some point in November, but I always like to have the tree for the duration of December just because Christmas is so short. I feel like it carries on because stores have stuff starting in October for Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is so short that I try to have it just during the month of December. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Is that a tradition? <laughs> 
turkey usually, which I can get behind. I, I, I'd like a good turkey, but the mashed potatoes and the gravy are where it's at. And if y'all don't like gravy, Jeff McMullen. It's an absolute necessity is what it is. I know. She makes everything moist. I am dead. With flavor. Do you know what a volivant is? When did you discover what a volivant was? <laughs> when my boyfriend said to me, why don't we get some volivants for our Christmas dinner? <laughs> At the restaurant that I worked at, we usually have mushroom and brandy volivants. And they taste delicious. I mean, I'm not sure what traditionally goes within a volivant. Have you ever gone to the point where you say a word (laughs) so many times that it just sounds weird? Because that's how I feel about volivant now. Yes. Do you remember when we kind of tried to start this tradition, um, our university mates and us, (laughs) of going to see the Nutcracker? (laughs) Yes. We decided to go see a matinee of the Nutcracker. It was myself, McGregs. So there were six of us. And by lunch, we meant drinks, shots. <laughs> and then we got to the ballet, and it was so classy that this girl over here <laughs> decided to buy us champagne. And the champagne was like $15 a flute. You were like, don't worry, guys, it's on me. They have this bell that goes doo doo doo, and that basically tells you to go to your seats. And we were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so we like pounded that champagne down like it was a shot. It was not. Kind of sad because it was expensive champagne and probably should have been savored. We all just sat through two and something hours of the Nutcracker, just lit out of our minds. Honestly, it was a really beautiful production, but I don't remember half of it. Every one of us at some point had a good nap. (laughs) And I remember when I dozed off and then woke up, there was a confetti cannon. And I just remember waking up and being like, whoa, just like the confetti was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's really not like for a normal person, it's fine. But for inebriated me (laughs) at the Nutcracker, I was like, oh, my God, colors. (laughs) Would recommend when we are all allowed to go to theaters again to go see it. Great family tradition. I think we should point out that that choice to go see the Nutcracker was 100% an impulse decision when we were studying for exams. We were all on a Skype call or something, and then we just decided to purchase tickets. We picked the sixth ring, so like the nosebleed section. We were basically vertical at that point. (laughs) Those seats cost, I don't know, was it like $100 each? They were stupid expensive. Oh, my God. And we were just like, YOLO! That was our catchphrase in university. So 2017 of us. We went to the Christmas market. Oh, where we also drank <laughs> hot toddies and mulled wine. There's a theme. Uh, Christmas equals alcohol, apparently, in university. Well, that makes sense. The Christmas market is truly stunning. If you ever get the chance, if you ever come to Toronto. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's worth it. It's busy. Yes, I'm going to walk around and feel my festive self. I felt my festive self there another time. And I was supposed to meet someone for a date, not Jeff. So I had gone to an audition and then I was stood up and I was like, you know what, girl, you're going to take this market by yourself. You're a strong, independent woman. You're going to feel them Christmas vibes. And what I ended up feeling was sad because I was, everyone was coupled up and I was just wandering this market by myself. And then I went to, uh, do you know what that place is called? The place with like the chocolate fondue. It's delicious. Look it up, guys. 
I ended up eating a fondue for two and crying by myself. <laughs> I really wish that moment for you would have been a Hallmark moment. I want to talk about Hallmark movies because I I love the fantasy and I, I, I love the escapism. And only in a Hallmark movie do you have an office Christmas party that's open bar. And only in a Hallmark movie are the men always supportive, unlike the one that was in your story. And understanding and support your dreams totally unselfishly. Yeah. I've been watching quite a few. It has the Woman's Channel here. And the Woman's Channel is now connected to the Hallmark Channel for the Christmas season, which is amazing. Yep. I do my work and I watch Hallmark movies. And so far, they all have very similar plot lines. Yeah. They all involve some form of snow. All of the men are pretty much tall, dark, and handsome. Too perfect. Too attractive. You can't possibly be real. A car accident in the Hallmark film is like the car slips on a single snowflake and ends up just (laughs) broken. I watched one where these two, their car broke down in the middle of a highway. And then they get out of the car and they're like, oh my goodness, is that the Christmas tree farm where we had our very first date? (laughs) Wow, what a coincidence. And then they walk over to it and there's a nice old man there that's willing to give them some gasoline. What are you going to be there being that nice to? They're going to be like, um, who are you? Get off my property. I watched a Nashville country Christmas. I don't know. It's a new one recently released. It was a country take on the Christmas Carol and it had Wyona Judd in it. Yeah. It was one of the better Hallmark movies. We say we critique Hallmark movies like we're not trying to ever get cast in one. I will do it. You don't even tell me twice. I'm there. I watched one with Jake Epstein in it. For anyone that doesn't know, he was on Degrassi, the hit teenage soap opera. And I recently got to meet him because he came up to the theater that I work at and performed one act show about himself and how he got into Broadway and got into the acting career. Very cool show. It's supposed to be on the Mervis stage in 2021. All going well that we can actually go to theaters. But I did see a Hallmark movie shortly after I met him with him in it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Curious to know if he was acting because I felt like I was watching him as a person just <laughs> saying the lines and doing the thing. It's very natural. It also made me giggle just because it didn't seem like a persona, like a character that he was putting on. It just seemed like Jake was actually a nanny, a nanny for a single mom that fell in love with her at the end oh all hallmark movies involve a kid do have you noticed that even if the kid isn't like part of a single mom single dad there's like a kid adjacent storyline involved where they all learn the spirit of christmas through this child yeah and this tree and like this weird ornament that (laughs) came from an antique store and fell upon their laps and brought them all together in their red shiny car that's also a sled. (laughs) When you watch them, you know that you're going to get what you came for. It's a nice, neatly wrapped up storyline with a bow. That person doesn't end up in love and married or engaged or at least in the committed relationship part. Something has gone wrong. That Hallmark writer did not understand the premise of a Hallmark Christmas film. I think Hallmark movies are casting now to be more authentic because one I just watched, it actually featured a same-sex couple. It was two guys, and they're apparently a couple in real life. So what you're saying about feeling like you're not watching a character, you're watching them play themselves is actually could be quite true. Yes! My favorite Christmas commercial ever, the Tesco commercial with the Spice Girls, 
It starts with Victoria in walking in being all like, I'm looking to surprise some girlfriends with some presents. And the sales associate is all like, have you thought about an iPod? And he holds up the iPod Nano. And she's like, great. I will take four of those. And then she sees all the other Spice Girls shopping in the store at the same time. And they all miraculously avoid seeing each other gift shopping. I do have the tradition of trying to watch the John Lewis adverts every year. I don't remember which year it was, but there was one about the man on the moon. This little girl was trying to get a letter to him to say Merry Christmas. I'm tearing up now just describing it. Oh my gosh. People look up man on the moon, John Lewis advert. Oh, yes. When I saw it, I bawled. I hope he doesn't feel like we've forgotten about him. I hope he's doing great work. I hope he's okay. Is it the man from Up on the Moon? (laughs) I just thought about like maybe he's feeling a little bit alone. And then I'm like, he's only alone because his wife died. (gasps) It's the man from Up. It is very sad. They are actually really sad and they really are emotional. And they do actually really grasp at your heartstrings. Do you notice that like Christmas commercials, it's either perfume, chocolate, or like getting together with your family over blank, fill in the blank here, food items. And they're all ridiculous. Like the perfume ones, I can't. They either have some sort of multi-million dollar budget and they're they're just like you know what let's ask Dua Lipa if she wants to stand in front of a burning sign outside in the middle and have some car fly across her in front of her and just have her dance around there is one with Kate Blanchett and the song is all like you don't know me that's the song and she's just like moving around in different outfits against these massive letters that spell Giorgio Armani or Armani or whatever And then that's like the perfume commercial. I would not have known that's a perfume commercial until they go, whatever the fragrance is, and then they they post up the picture of the bottle. I thought I was just advertising Kate Blanchett, (laughs) which I mean, I'm sold. If there's an opportunity to purchase some time with Kate Blanchett, do you like to watch Christmas and holiday films? And if so, what is your favorite one? Slash, do you have any critiques? Because I have so many critiques of all of my favorite films. I really loved the new movie the christmas chronicles i think there was one last year there's a new one this year and it had kurt russell goldie hahn it's phenom it's so magical and how fun would it be to play mr and mrs claus right 1960 stop motion rudolph the red-nosed reindeer cbc i think had it on first Characters are so obscure. If anyone hasn't watched this, please find it and watch it. Because there's Rudolph and the reindeers. Then there's an elf that wants to be a dentist. Such a classic. It's so great. But my one critique of that one is who decided that Rudolph's nose, one, needed to make a sound. Two, that sound was dial-up internet. Yeah. Another Rudolph classic. This one, it was animated. I think it came out when we were kids, like four or five. And it has that Paul McCartney song in it with the elves. They're singing. They're like, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yes. I don't remember the plot. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's the same as any Rudolph story. But all I remember is the elves just outside saying goodbye to Santa, bobbing up and down, singing this a very odd song. Yeah, so many people love it, yet it was traumatizing for a generation. That song is actually about people that are <laughs> casting like a witch spell. No way. The moon is bright. We are out, or whatever the lyrics are. We're here tonight. 
and that's enough. And then someone catches them and they're like, simply having wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. Krampus scared me. Did you watch Krampus when it came out? A little bit of maybe Black Christmas, a little bit of Krampus in there. I was terrified. It's pretty scary. Don't recommend watching that as a Christmas movie. Not the scariest movie I've ever seen, but it's definitely not cheery. I don't like the idea of being snatched, taken against my will during the holiday season. Not what I'm going for. That's not the spirit I jive with. We watched, I think it's like a half hour Disney sing-along film about Christmas. Yes. It had all the Christmas classics. It's on YouTube, right? It is on YouTube. People need to look it up. And I just remember it's Winter Wonderland. And Donald, I think it's Donald Duck is trying to impress da- Daisy Duck. Is that the other duck? Yeah. He's skating around. Everything is falling apart for him. And then there's these weird deer cow things that are skating on the pond. And all I remember was you just being very confused about what those animals were and why they were skating on the pond. I was like, please identify that. (laughs) This is weird. I can't get into this. If I can find a screenshot of these cow things, I'm going to put it on our Instagram and our Facebook so people can help identify what animal these things were. We need to know. It's been eating at us for over five years. Please tell us. Because everyone just needs to watch this. It's And there's lyrics because it's a sing-along song one. So you can sing along with your favorite <laughs> Disney characters. Hot chocolate or hot apple cider? Hot chocolate. With or without alcohol? <laughs> I've tried peppermint vodka, which is amazing. So good. Ooh. It'll get you twisted. Put a little rum chata in there. Apparently that's really good. A little bit of Baileys. I love me some Baileys. If you're not into drinking, that's okay. Hot chocolate is still mm, good for you. Love it. Especially Cadbury's. Okay, white elephant gift exchange. We just talked about that. Or Secret Santa. I'm all for Secret Santa. You only have to buy for one person. Everybody gets something. Or what if you really like the gift and then someone takes it from you? I went to one of those one time. One person gave another person a gift and wrapped it. A million times. (laughs) We were trying to open the package with keys, ripping paper off of it, ripping a box out. It was not coming out. Dead. We all just want to go home. Please make sure you wrap your gift in a way that is easily accessible for all. The the joke wears off eventually. Mariah Carey or Michael Buble? Mariah Carey. I'm going to have to go with Michael. Mm. He does have a very signature, very nice, very deep, very velvety voice. Love Actually or The Holiday? I'm going to go with Love Actually because Alan Rickman. I'm going to go with The Holiday. First, Jude Law and Jack Black. Hilarious. Elf or Home Alone? And I immediately will go with Elf. I don't even need to consider the other option. Definitely Elf. I did not like Home Alone. It did not sit well with me as a young child. I was very confused on the fact that someone could forget their kid. Yeah. After that, I was uninterested. Yes. And I love Will Ferrell. So, Elf. Turkey or ham? Turkey. I think my love of ham is stronger. Eggnog or mulled wine? Eggnog. Same. I actually just bought the candy cane eggnog. Exciting. Pajamas, like matching Christmas pajamas or dressing up for like a little Christmas soiree. I'm thinking pajamas. Yeah. Especially if you eat a lot of food. My biggest regret is getting all dressed up in pants or a dress that are not expandable because then I eat that turkey and I eat that mashed potato and gravy. There is no room. Dress comfortable. Yeah. 
Colored lights or white lights? That's a good question. I like the colored lights. I'm going to go with white, actually. Okay. Peppermint or gingerbread? I'm going to go with peppermint. Like, it's got to be that fresh, kind of soft gingerbread. Unless you get that home-baked good stuff kind. That was a bunch of adjectives that didn't help the description. Yeah, that's why I didn't choose gingerbread. Unless it's a fresh-baked one from the bakery, I'm not interested. Load that up with icing. Put it on there. Oh, slather that. Artificial tree or fake tree? Say what? Say what? I've had both. I think an artificial tree is just easier than a real tree. I like the symmetrical aesthetic of an artificial tree because, you know, trees don't grow perfectly in the wild. Yeah. I like the tradition that's happening right now of people buying potted pine trees and then they're able to put them outside afterwards. So they're not chopping down trees. I like that idea. Oh, that's cool. I think I'm going to go with artificial as well for now. I do like the smell of a real tree, though. Yes. Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Wow. Okay. The hard-hitting questions. Both have a lot of memories and are really special, whether or not you're one of those people that opens their gifts on Christmas Eve at midnight, or you get up really early and you're super excited to open gifts with your family however you do it i'm gonna go with christmas day i think i like the excitement of christmas eve the idea of christmas being almost over is hasn't happened yet i'm gonna go with christmas eve snow or no snow just a dusting of snow full snowstorm (laughs) but only when people are not driving i'm gonna get very specific okay you're looking out your window it's just after midnight it's almost christmas and you're looking out and it's snowing and you're like "Ooh, those christmas vibes love it naughty or nice well it depends who you ask i think i'm nice naughty is usually more fun i'm gonna go with nice I hope. Not the Zoe Deschanel from Elf. Nice. We're going with the chaotic nice, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. This kind of wraps up our last podcast episode, doesn't it? For the season. And what a great thing that's happened this year is ODA, our dramatic assets. I'm so grateful for you, Ryan, for bringing us into this space, doing all this research to get our podcast up and running doing that editing thing that you do that magic like thank you so much it's been such a blast to reconnect with you as a fellow friend and creative person it's been great thank you so much that's so sweet you are a huge supporter of the creative people you are a phenomenal spokeswoman you are strong and confident and i absolutely love collaborating with you and i am excited for what 2021 will bring for us Yeah. So for anyone that's listening, this is our last one of the season. We're going to take a little bit of a holiday, but we'll be back in 2021. We have some really exciting things planned. And I know we're both really pumped, really excited. And so as we sign off, Ryan, do you have any New Year's? I wouldn't say resolutions because that sounds very restrictive. But do you have any thoughts going into the new year since once we're back, it will be the new year? I think a lot of people are dreading that on, you know, on social media that all these posts are going to come flooding in every year. All I would say is I think a healthy body and mind, and it doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a Peloton, take those small steps for yourself and give to yourself because what you give to yourself, you will give 
back to others. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Safe and healthy is like my top priority for everyone in the world. My hope is that we all can connect even deeper in 2021. You know, maybe within a physical distance, you know, who knows? That might be something. That would be great. But if not, if we still have to remain socially distant, then I hope we are all compassionate towards each other and we're all loving and sending each other really positive vibrations. And thank you so much to our listeners. We wish you peace, joy, and comfort, a better world, a world peace. Listen to David Bowie and Bing Karazmi sing Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy. Those are the vibes that we give to you, dear listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being with us in 2020. It's been a wild ride, but we appreciate having you. If you want to follow us on our socials, I am Becker, B-E-C-K dot E-R underscore. We also have Ryan McGregor. Those are our Instagrams. And then we also have at ODA podcast for our Instagram and our Facebook. Send us a message. Send us what you would like to see in 2021. We will see you all on that flip side. All right. Peace and love. And as always, stay dramatic. Stay dramatic. Bye. Goodbye.